Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Dan Balkowski. Dan is the founder and chief pricing officer at Product Tranquility based in Austin, Texas. He focuses on helping high-volume B2B SaaS CEOs define pricing and packaging for new products. Over his career, he has worked with both business-to-consumer and business-to-business companies, ranging from startups to publicly traded enterprises. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Dan Belkowski. Great to be here, Ed. Excited for our conversation. So first off, Dan, why do you do what you do? Yeah, so I've been in the technology software world my entire career. I started more on what you might think of the value creation side than the value capture side. So engineering, through engineering management, ultimately became much more fascinated by how the products we built created value for customers and turned into dollars for the business. And this led me to pursue my MBA. You know, I didn't realize it then, but I was quite lucky with my MBA, although we had a widely recognized excellence in marketing program. I didn't find out for very recently, very few MBA programs actually had courses in pricing. So I received my theoretical grounding in pricing there. And right into that internship, I worked for a very very successful Silicon Valley startup out of the Bay Area. And one of the projects on the CEO's desk where I was working for them was, should we pursue a freemium strategy? And TLDR, I don't recommend freemium. I think it's maybe one of these illusions we might hit that later. But you know, got my initial you know, theoretical grounding and then first practical experience in the pricing world there. And you know, now I have the privilege of helping founder CEOs and their teams build sustainable businesses, helping their products to as many customers as possible. All right. Well, I noticed on your LinkedIn page that you talk about dispelling pricing illusions. Tell me about pricing illusions. Oh, man, there's so many. Well, I think there's so many mindsets that are ingrained in the, let's just say the general atmosphere of uh, especially SaaS that go unquestioned. Uh, you know, one thing that has been I think at Mercy, we might call it a zero interest rate phenomenon in this era, last decade of cheap money has been, do companies actually have to turn a profit, which is anathema in almost any other industry. Uh, but you know, there's been this tendency for companies to, well, we'll just continue to add value, add value, add value. And we don't have to worry about actually monetizing any of that, you know, because the money is going to come from the next round of investors who will fund our, our company. Uh, so I think that's one thing is, is helping people understand, okay, at some point you have to have profitable growth, not just growth. So that'd be one kind of illusion. There's uh, my LinkedIn also has a lot of uh, rant general against freemium. It comes from a lot of that experience I hinted at before, and I've seen a lot of companies just think, well, if we do freemium, we don't have to do this dirty business called marketing. It will just take care of itself, uh, not realizing all the downsides of that. And very few folks have ever even dug into the level of, does this thing actually work? And who does it work for? And when does it work? Uh, in general, it, it doesn't work. Uh, my short answer is if you're Someone brings up the option of freemium, the better answer is a 14 to 30 day free trial, which I, I'm a big fan of. And, you know, ultimately, you know, there's uh, many other uh, mindsets that are going on right, right now. What I'm experiencing is there's a lot of CEOs who are seeing a deceleration in volume and their immediate reaction is we don't want to lose on price. And so they are unintentionally <laughs> sparking off a price war uh, because they haven't game theoried out the 
series of moves of their competitors of like, well, I drop price. I don't win on price. My competitors can easily match that. Uh, and all of a sudden, all of us are in serious trouble uh, because we've adverse selected uh, customers who are price buyers who aren't going to stick around. They're looking for the cheapest offering and it really robs us of our ability to fund innovation long-term. Uh, but you know, when you're in this reset that we're in right now and seeing a collapse in demand and all your sales slowing, it seems like a very reasonable thing to do. So it helping people see all the uh, mirages that uh, are behind those uh, fallacies of, of, of thinking through uh, pricing in, in B2B SaaS world. Well, I think one of the things that I've come across is a big difference between lowering price and offering a flanking product, right? So where you would come in and, and give a lower priced offering, but with a stripped out sense of value to it. I, I, so I'm yeah, curious as to your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I believe the that's my I wrote a post uh, last week uh, to this talking about this uh, mindset shift that I'm, I'm seeing. And that is one of the you know, antidotes to do it right, which is uh, creating a uh, offer configuration, a bundle uh, at the low end uh, that allows you to uh, create uh, a suitable value offering for a lower price, right? But that allows you to preserve your uh, you know, price positioning, your, your brand integrity uh, for the rest of the products that you sell. Uh, so ultimately, yes, that is a, a good strategy, right? And uh, we see this a lot in uh, more B2C markets where they have entire flanking brands uh, where uh, they have, uh, is it uh, is it Black and Decker? I can't remember. They're they're the, they're the flanking brand for. Is it Bosch? Uh, is the higher end uh, version? Um, same with uh, Toyota and Lexus, right? So there's offers, you know, not only in terms of individual bundles, but even entire brands uh, to help guard or protect the, the low end of the market. And I know we're a relatively short form podcast here, but I'd like you to explore a little bit because since you've mentioned it a couple of times, what about value? What, what, how do you define value and, and what are different ways to think about value? Well, we'll see if we can give the 10 second version. <laughs> Ultimately, right, uh, value and price are fundamentally related. If we think about price in a very philosophical sense, uh, price is really how a buyer and seller divide value in a transaction. And so, you know, if we're going to go create 10 units of value together, you know, I'm going to take one unit of value, give you nine, right? We think of that as a, a fair transaction. And so there's a couple of fundamental frameworks that I didn't invent, but I stand on the shoulders of giants and leverage, you know, ultimately one of those is the jobs to be done framework created by you know, many fathers, uh, all the way back to Ted Levitt at Harvard Business School, Tony Ulwick, a strategist, uh, Clayton Christensen, uh, the late Clayton Christian, who wrote a really good book called Competing Against Luck. You know, really, jobs to be done helps us understand at a very specific level, you know, the context that customers are in, uh, the motivation and outcome that they're trying to achieve, and really value comes from helping customers achieve an outcome. So it really helps us get specific around what is the value we're creating. And the, again, if there's a longer form, I might uh, break down, but ultimately, if we think about functional value creation, the functional outcomes that we can create for customers, those might be things in a B2B context, like helping them increase revenue, decrease costs, save time, increase optionality, decrease operating capital, uh, et cetera. So we want to get very specific about uh, the value that we're creating for customers with the products we're creating. And then as well, thinking through the other element uh, framework of value that I use is from uh, the Tom Nagel, the seminal book, uh, Strategy, Tax, and Pricing, where he talks about the value cascade, right? So we think about all the 
use value that we just talked about from jobs to be done, but in a pricing exercise, we also want to think about not only use value, which is kind of the overall benefits customers might receive from our product, but we really need to think about exchange value, which is, you know, what is the positive or negative differentiation that we have given the other competitive alternatives or the next best competitive alternative we have in the market. Um, And then we want to bring in ideas of consumer psychology, behavioral economics, that leads us to the other part of the value cascade, thinking about perceived value, right? Customers are not homo economicus. They're not perfectly rational, uh, omniscient actors. They're not spreadsheets. You know, although we might do a you know robust economic value estimation that that Tom himself would be very proud of, uh, you know, the, our customers are, you know, they usually have day jobs. They've been asked to make some purchase in their spare time, uh, shopping for a CRM or an ERP or whatever it might be. And so these are, you know, how do we as marketers have the ability to influence our customers' perception of value because only that perceived value drives willingness to pay. And Dan, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? I'm going to go real high level with this one. So I recently completed my fourth Vipassana 10-day meditation retreat. So I will put the Buddha as a hero. Um, And I believe he's not only a hero because he gave us a humanity, a path out of suffering, uh, but he saw, attained his own enlightenment and came back and served everyone till his death to realize that, you know, it's not enough for, you know, me to get out of my suffering, but I can't leave my compatriots behind and served through the rest of his life to help everyone else uh, achieve what he had achieved. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not an enlightened one. I'm far from the path, uh, but uh, I am grateful. And he's, he, he's a hero to me because of that. And lastly, Dan, how can somebody contact you? Yeah, I'm happy to connect with folks on LinkedIn at Dan Balkowski. Also, I blog pretty regularly on my website at producttranquility.com. I have some contact forums there. So if you want to help uh, look at my or get some help on pricing and help uh, go through the process that I use to uh, demystify this pricing and packaging and the, the path I follow on the way, you know, read my content there or reach out to my website. Dan Balkowski, founder and chief pricing officer of Product Tranquility. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed our conversation. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.